Hello and welcome to the Royal Blue Podcast, where we like to discuss all things championship football and, of course, our beloved Birmingham City. It's been a while since we last spoke to you and spoke to each other. Uh, we've just had a quick catch up. It's been good to, <laughs> good to catch yeah, up. <laughs> but uh, yeah, there's a lot to talk about in the championship. There have been slides down the table, surges up the table, lots of transfers going on to talk about. Um, so yeah, first section of the show, I think we'll go through some fixtures from yesterday just to give you that context so we know what's going on in the table. Um, uh, and then in the second half, we'll go through some transfers and, of course, talk about Birmingham uh, and their transfer window and recent fixtures. Uh, but before we go any further, I must introduce your hosts. Um, I'm, my name is Alex and I'm joined by Joe today. How are you, Joe? Slightly hungover after Rum Club. I'm very hungover, <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's the, the drunkest I've been in quite a long time. Uh, it's not good when you get cut off in your own pub. Uh, <laughs> the pub that you work at, that you've just been promoted at, and you get wow. cut off being too drunk so um to be fair, i was drinking from about four in the afternoon to about 11 uh where I, well apparently 11 o'clock i don't know you don't know that, yeah um, that's what i've been told that. this morning <laughs> to a number of texts <laughs> going joe why did you leave at 11 apparently i had to for my own well-being my God, own, for my own sanity i think it's my age mate i only had a couple of beers last night and i still felt the effects this morning so when you know <laughs> you should enjoy it while you can because when you get older things change things change uh, <laughs> anyway, we should get into the show because there's quite a lot to talk about. Um, yeah, we're, we're going to have a quick intro and we'll be back very shortly. Okay, plenty to talk about on today's show. Let's get straight into it. Uh, it was Fulham, uh, the Fulham game yesterday that we're going to start with, Fulham versus Blackpool. Uh, it was Alexander Mitrovic that scored his 28th goal of the season, which is absolutely outrageous. Just ridiculous. But, uh, yeah. but it, wasn't, it wasn't enough for the win. The championship leaders, Fulham, were held by an impressive Blackpool side uh, in an entertaining game at Craven Cottage. Uh, Mitrovic tapped home from close range to reward the Cottage's early dominance. Uh, with Harry Wilson and Fabio Carvalho both coming close to adding a second. Uh, but from, well, we, we should mention the very sad news. Um, the game was held up for more than 40 minutes just after the quarter hour mark because of a medical emergency in the crowd, uh, with Fulham announcing hours after the game that supporter Paul Parrish had suffered a cardiac arrest and had passed away in hospital. And of course, our condolences to him and his family. It's, it's terribly sad. Um, Can I just but, say on that yeah. note, before we do move on, I, I've noticed it a lot more recently than than before, as I think we all have. Since ever since uh, the Euros, when when Christian Eriksen uh, fainted during the game, had had his cardiac arrest during the game. Yeah. In there's been instances in the crowd far more often mm. than there was before. I don't know why this is. There's been a, a, an upsurge in it. Maybe. There hasn't, but it's the first time that it's finally being noticed. I think that's it. Yeah, I think um, there's more media attention. Yeah, uh, maybe, maybe. But I think something needs to something. There needs to be more things in place for for fans who have issues, or even fans who don't have issues. But but there needs to be something done mm -hmm. in these stadiums. Surely they they'll have medical facilities on site. Yeah, that, yeah. That can be defibs are defibrillator kits are sort of I think they're like league standard at that level. But I, yeah, I think certainly, um, you know, 
maybe 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 there's a way to have stewards trained in in yeah. in, in, in emergency first aid if they're not already something mm-hmm. just things like that that because mm. this is going to start making people who have slight issues not want to go to football at all mm. and eventually football start football without them then, then diehard fans because these are fans that would have been around for a long time yeah. they will start not going to games and the in the game will will, will will fizzle out it's 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 it is an interesting one isn't it you, you know you want those older um fans in the ground like you want the young ones you want that generational sort of feel don't you, you want the old and young fans coming together in the in the ground together to support their team um but it, it, it's a difficult one to, to know the solution i know since the ericsson incident in the euros there there have been a lot more there's a lot more conversations a lot more action around having defibrillators and other things available uh you know medical teams their response times have, have improved from from what i've been reading but yeah it's this is a real a really sad one um and it's this is the first one I've heard where where the uh, where, where the incident hasn't led to the to a full recovery. Yeah, yeah. Uh, first it, one so it's far. Incredibly sad, and as I say, our, our condolences go to the family uh, and friends of Paul Parrish. Very, very sad indeed. Um, but Blackpool improved drastically following the resumption of play, and uh, you know both sides hit the woodwork. Fulham twice, Blackpool once. Uh, and the visitors deservedly earned a point as CJ Hamilton pounced on Tozin Adarabayo's error to set up Josh Bowler for a tap-in. Um, so a very, very good point for Blackpool. I mean, this is a, a, a Fulham side that uh, only a short while ago scored, I think, seven goals, uh, and then six goals, and then six goals again, one of those being against Birmingham. Um, so to go there, I think, as Blackpool, especially with Fulham taking a very early lead in the sixth minute, but to go there and rally and, and to get yourselves a point and to, and to clearly play well, not just nick a point, but to, to be really in the game. Blackpool have, I mean, we've mentioned it before, but Blackpool have really surprised us, haven't they? Yeah, they have. They're um, a team that, I, that I've really enjoyed watching this season at times. And, and I think back when, at the start of the season, where they started quite well and got in, uh, they got a couple of key injuries we thought right that they're, they're gonna they're gonna fade away here. Yeah. But they never did. They 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 kept their levels up and <clears throat> at no point have you thought they were going to be in trouble with going down at, at well at any point really mm. since since you know the first couple of match days they've looked mm. a team more than com- more than capable of just being comfortable mid table and that's what they've been. Yeah, definitely. Uh, and that was Alexander Mitrovic's uh sixth goal. Uh, in his past, in Fulham's past four games, which is outrageous, he's on 28 for the season, as we mentioned. Surely he's going to he's going to break the the goal scoring record for a single season. We know that it was Glenn Murray that had 30. I think Ivan Turney had 31, uh, if we include playoff games. Um, so he's only oh, three. Oh yes, away. that's quite contentious, isn't it? It is. It is. There's. There's. That, I, I don't want to get into the debate because uh, you know it's. Should it count? I, I don't think it should count personally. It's the same, I suppose, if you want to be really scientific, you know, it should be within the 46 games, shouldn't it? Um, but Mitrovic is going to smash the record anyway, unless something dramatic happens now and he just the goals just dry up. It's like, yeah, unless like he, he breaks his leg in training, yeah, or something. Because even if he, you know, I think who have Fulham got next? Let's have a look, shall we? Fulham play, uh, they have got well, they've got Man City in the FA Cup. But then they've got Millwall, so it'll be one of it'll be fair to fill his uh, fill his boots there. I think. I think you know Millwall at home on a Tuesday evening. No reason why he uh, why he can score a hat trick. P 
Peter, I mean, get, you know, they've got it's very, very, very doable for Fulham. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be very surprised if he's not on thirty-five or something. You know, come the end of the season, it's going to be. It's it's just silly. Oh, it's, it's, just... it's been twenty-eight games and he's scored twenty-eight goals. <laughs> so, so you know, that's, that's, that's a half decent record. Should have forty-six, then shouldn't he? I mean, yeah. I mean, theoretically speaking, <laughs> why not? Outrageous, but the, what, I've, what I've never really understood is he's never really done it at Premier League level, though. Mitch, really, in terms of getting decent, does he ever had double figures in the Premier League? I've never I, really, but I don't, I don't think he has. I think it's oh. something that, that's been talked about a few times because, of course, he made that big move to Newcastle, mm. and he was supposed to be the kind of the Newcastle's main man, but it never happened. It never materialized. I think a lot of it was down to. And, you know, we're going to talk about Newcastle a lot next season, I'm sure. Um, <laughs> a lot of it was down to, to Newcastle's style of play. It did not suit him. No, it was no. mostly lumping balls up to him because he's he's a, he's a bit of a lump. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and then... And then That's the highest honour that the Royal Blue Podcast can award a player. Just He's just a big he's lump. A lump. He's a bit of a lump. <laughs> so, so, so the style, for the most part, was get it to him some way and let him try and do something. Yeah. Which... Yeah isn't the way he wants to operate. You see it for Fulham. And don't get me wrong, he scores some, there's some individual efforts that he, that he does score and he scores he scores good goals. But for the most part, it's being in the right place to score. Yeah. He's, 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 he's a bit of a poacher. He's moving yeah. off the ball that it makes his game. It's like creativity. happen at Newcastle. Yeah. When yeah. Fulham go up, should Fulham also have the squad behind him to compete at the level, which we've seen many times Fulham struggle with, when they get promoted, I think I see no reason why he couldn't be why he couldn't be one of the one of the top top scorers in the league next season. In a, really in a similar vein to, you know, Watford are really struggling this season in the Premier League, but Emmanuel Dennis is the fourth top scorer. Yeah, yeah, in the been, league, in the whole league, he's been brilliant. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. It, it's it's building that the, the the creativity that they already have at Fulham, but getting the right players in, isn't it? You know, if a big yeah. summer transfer window, if they go up, then it looks like they probably will go up. Well, um, they've got they've got a five point gap yeah. to second placed Blackburn Rovers, um, and have a game in hand on them as well. Yeah, um, they're looking good. Looking, they are. Good. Uh, the the reason that I wanted to mention Mitrich's scoring records and scoring records in general was for this segue. <laughs> Smooth oh, as God. anything. It's Billy Sharp who became the championship's all-time leading scorer as Sheffield United cruised past struggling Peterborough at the Western Homes Stadium. I did not know Peterborough Stadium was called that. Sharp broke the deadlock in the 53rd minute, finding the bottom corner with a hooked shot on the turn to put the visitors deservedly ahead. The goal was the 35-year-old's 122nd in the second tier, the most for any player since the first division rebranded in August 2004. What a record that is, 122 goals in the championship. Um, what was I going to say? Posh's Callum Morton poked the ball into his own net after 80 minutes to wrap up the win for the Blades. So United's victory, the Sheffield United that, that were languishing and struggling for the first few months of the season. This victory sees them rise to 11th in the table, six points off the playoff places, while Peterborough remain in the bottom three, two points from safety. So Billy Sharp, brilliant, 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 brilliant. He's probably looking forward to Mitch Rich being in the Premier League again so that he can hold on to this one because a few more seasons at this rate, if Mitro, if Mitro stayed in the Championship, he'd smash that record. Um but interestingly from this game, 
Sheffield United only six points off playoffs. What do we make of that? Can they? Is this a late surge? Are they going to be that team as a late push? Uh, no, no, <laughs> no, they're not. Sorry, I don't, no, they're not. They're not going to be that team. No, okay. Um, that team has already, for me, been given to Nottingham Forest. That's they're the late surges. I can see that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, no one. There is not going to be another team that is going to pull off the shock that Nottingham Forest, after the start they had, to be where they are. No they, other they, team. They've shot up like a rocket, haven't they? They have. So, so, but Sheffield United, look, there's no reason why they couldn't uh, push for it because, again, we, how many times do we say it in the championship? All you need is like two game weeks for it to go your way. A yeah. couple of other teams losing, a couple of easy wins for you, and suddenly you're in the mix and you're there. You're right there. Yeah. So, yeah, there's no reason why they couldn't. But I look at the teams in the playoffs now mm. and the only one I see dropping out is Middlesbrough. Yeah, yeah. I think, you know, I, think right. West, I mean, don't get me wrong. West Brom, who are level on points with Middlesbrough and Huddersfield, could could drop out. Oh, mm. actually, they've, well, they've got... A, West, uh, Middlesbrough have a game in hand on West Brom. Well, we'll talk about West Brom's uh, frailties uh, shortly. But yeah, I, I think the, the, the playoffs are a bit tasty. Um, I think, you know, the drop-off from QPR on 51 points, uh, they're in fourth. Yeah, the I do think... them I, to West Brom in fifth. Or I, I actually want to retract my statement because I think West Brom could very comfortably be knocked out of the play, playoff places. Well, they're in, and we'll, we'll talk about their latest result very shortly. I wanted to, to first sort of focus on Peterborough and their yeah. position table, as I mentioned. They're in the bottom three, two points from safety, but Reading... Uh, have played an extra game and got absolutely battered yesterday by QPR. It was Queen's Park Rangers uh, that romped to victory. Scotland striker Lyndon Dykes' double helped QPR thump a struggling Reading side who lost their fifth championship game in a row. The form book does not look good for Reading. The forward scored with uh, two first-half headers before teammate Luke Amos fired the ball in off the bar. I love those goals. In off the bar. Jimmy Dunn nodded home after the break to add further gloss to the win as the hosts kept up their promotion push and held on to fourth place in the table. The scoreline, and this is what will be really alarming for Reading fans, the scoreline means Reading have conceded more than 20 league goals in a calendar month for the first time since September 1930. They've conceded more than 20 goals in January. That is a real worry. Um, and I... I with Peterborough breathing down their necks, they've only got two points. Peterborough have got a game in hand. Even Derby, who may be eight points behind, Derby have a game in hand, much better form than, than Reading. This is going to get tasty, isn't it? You're muted, Joe. <laughs> uh, I'm, I was We're so professional. We're so professional. We are very professional, very professional here. Um, Reading also don't have the big man, Andy Carroll. Up no, they don't. He's gone to Pasture. He's gone to West Brom. I don't know what that situation was all about contract-wise with Reading or anything. Mm. But we're not going to get into that right now. We'll talk about that a bit later. Um, I can't see... I mean, you can't predict a turnaround until it happens. And Reading need one to happen now. Yeah, They yeah. need their next game to be a win. And then they need to keep that... Uh, I was about to say the word that we don't say. <laughs> uh, but then they need to then build on that and let it lead them to, to, to more points uh, who have they even got up next? Well, they've got they've got um, Bristol. It's Bristol next year. Away. They need they need the Bristol that that doesn't turn up to turn yep. up. Bristol have, have sort of shown a bit more fight in recent weeks as well. They're starting to pick up a little bit, um, and then they've got Coventry, uh, and then Reading are away at Peterborough on the sixteenth of February. Now that might be a pivotal game 
uh, in both clubs' seasons. There's a couple of good games coming up this, yeah. this in, in the match days coming up. Yeah. Uh, that that I that I look at and I think I think will be really really exciting to watch, um, and I mean QPR Middlesbrough is is coming up in the week, which is obviously the game to watch. But also Blackburn Nottingham Forest on the same day at the same time, another game that will be very exciting. We might yeah. have to do a midweek episode. Yeah, I mean that that's that that sounds like a plan. That I mean those sorts of fixtures. Oh man, they so, so they can be so big. You're playing teams it's so around. It's exciting you. in this league. It's just mad. It's just mad that we we are a, a phase now, a crossroads almost, where you know some teams are really going to pick up and push on, and, and others are going to fall by the wayside. And these fixtures will have such a say in, in these team seasons. Um, big big games coming up. Mm. Um, but moving on because time is against us slightly today. Uh, moving on to the West Brom result, as you alluded to earlier, West Brom could well slip out of the top six. And they're not doing themselves any favours. They lost 2-0 at Millwall. Um, <laughs> Millwall increased the pressure on under-fire West Bromwich Albion boss Valerian Ismail as the baggies' troubles on the road continued with defeat at the Den. After a drab first half, Millwall were comfortably the better side after the break and Mason Bennett took home a Scott Malone free kick to put them ahead. Benekafobi guided a classy second into the bottom corner as the furious away following vented their frustration at Ismail following a third successive away defeat. Former England striker Andy Carroll, who joined Albion on Friday on a deal until the end of the season, made an encouraging debut but was denied an early opener by Bartosz Bielkowski as the Baggies failed to score for a fourth straight away. What's that keeper's name again? Uh, Bartosz Bielkowski. Is it Bielkowski or Bielkowski? It depends well, W's are on... pronounced it with a by, with a V. In it Poland. depends, man. I like I think there's like some, like an America in America. They sometimes they don't say the V's, but it doesn't matter. We well, know well, you know what I'm talking about. Stop stop <laughs> doing this. <laughs> I also <laughs> wanted to. Uh, I think it should be noted as well that the former baggy uh, Ollie Burke made his debut for Millwall as well. Oh, did he? <laughs> uh, was his, I don't know if it was his debut or second appearance. I didn't even. Uh, he he, he start he he started the former. I think FIFA 18 wonder kid because he, he was this he was this six foot two Scottish kid with like 95 pace. <laughs> so uh, everyone wanted to sign him on career mode just to bring him off the bench if you lose him one nil. Uh, it was, it was, and it was a great it was a great tactic. Mm-hmm. Um, if you haven't learned already, I get most of my football knowledge through FIFA listeners. Um, <laughs> that's not true. I do watch football from time to time, every now and again. Um, it was a it was, it was a good game for Millwall. Millwall played very well. I yeah. love Benikafobe. I love the fact that he scored. I think it's great. Mm. Um, but I've got I've not really got too much more to say other than West Brom need to. I don't want to say that they need to sack their manager because that is really not my place. But they need to do something. They need something from somewhere, don't they? Because um... you look at their squad, and we looked at it at the start of the season, we and we thought they should cut. They should get promoted. Or worse comes, they should comfortably get in the playoffs, and then maybe it's that one game they get outplayed, um, which can happen. So, but I, I think oh, I just they need to change something, otherwise they are they're not getting into the playoffs. Yeah, I I, I agree. They're, they're they're in such turgid form, aren't they? Um, one win in their last five games, and that was over Peterborough. Um, you know, losing to Millwall, Preston, QPR, uh, and one of those was. We still game. need to play West Brom again. Uh, we, we do, we do. Yeah. Um, when don't, is, don't make any changes until then. The 2nd of April. 
Uh, we host West Brom on the 2nd of April. That would be interesting. Uh, but yes, we're keeping us moving. Um, Barnsley hosted Bournemouth. Um, it was promotion chasing Bournemouth that put back-to-back championship defeats behind them as Philip Billing's goal gave them victory at bottom club Barnsley. Billing headed home Dominic Solanke's cross after goalkeeper Brad Collins had been caught out of position and should have doubled the lead before half-time when he shot over from close range following good work on the left by Ryan Christie. Barnsley, whose head coach Poya Asbagi has a, was again absent because of illness, threatened either side of the break as Mark Travers saved well from Callum Styles and Devante Cole. The Tykes had only scored eight goals in 12 previous home league games and drew a blank in front of their own fans for the seventh time in the league this season, despite a determined second-half effort, as Bournemouth held on for the three points despite the late dismissal of Gary Cahill for a poor challenge on Cole. They remain third in the table, but only one point behind Blackburn in the race for an automatic promotion spot, while Barnsley stay rooted to the bottom, still eight points from safety. So, Bournemouth, after two defeats, back at it. They got an all-important win, and you take it. We might be comparing the two sides here on paper. We know Bournemouth are a much, much better team, but when you're in a rut, you just need to get a win from somewhere, don't you, and get yourself going again. And, and it's important that they did it because Blackburn have, have taken that second spot. So it's an important time to get the win. Listen, whenever, you, whenever you've got Philip Billing in your team, you've always got a chance. <laughs> the championship <laughs> Yaya Toure strikes again. He does. How many times do I need to... to, to, to Are you his agent? Trying to get him a move. What's going on? Um, uh, basically, yeah, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get him a better contract, basically. <laughs> Come on. Sign the contract, big boy. Sign the contract. <laughs> Yeah, he's um, oh, uh, he's just so good. Um, I I would literally I could tell you right now. I was I've literally just before we start recording, I've been reading some reports about Tottenham. So Tottenham and Dombele's leaving the club. He's oh, right. joining Leon on loan. All oh, right. Um, Philip Billing, bring him in to replace him. Bring in Philip. Get big Phil in there, yeah. Because I'm telling, I'm telling you, because also not only would I also be able to use the uh, the constant meme of Will McKenzie in the in between is going. Thanks for that, Phil. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, also, I think I think Phil next to uh, next to Skip is a that is a midfield partnership for the next seven eight years. <laughs> Jesus, that is a championship. <laughs> that is that is a Champions League winning midfield. Well, I mean, I mean it. it, it... <sighs> I mean, it's Spurs, not. Well, Spurs it's need something. I mean, I know, I know that this, <laughs> we're going off topic, but Spurs certainly need something. They've they've struggled with a couple of uh, of signings, aren't they? Going to other places. Well, they've signed uh, some geezer from Juventus on loan with an option to buy for like forty million pounds. Have they? Right. Uh, Dejan Kulishevsky. Oh right, yeah, um, I recognise the name. He's actually, he's actually, he was very good at Parma, and then he signed for Juventus. Paratici signed him for Juventus, and Conte wanted to sign him for Inter Milan at the time. So it kind of work, it kind of makes sense, but for Juventus he's been crap. Like he's well, he's barely played. But when he has played, he's not, he hasn't made an impact. Mm. Hopefully he gets a chance, and you know a front three of him, Kane and Son, mm. isn't too bad with Lucas Moura kind of playing behind him. Anyway, we, we we're not here to talk about Tottenham. We're here to talk about the mighty Philip Billing. And, um, <laughs> get him in, get him in, get him in. Yeah, give him have that little thirty listen. seconds of uh, thirty seconds get, of first chat in every. Get the contract out. Let him write down whatever numbers he <laughs> wants. Right, Phillips at the wheel. Phil's at the wheel. Phil's at the wheel. Um, right. So moving on because we've still got a couple of fixtures to discuss before we take a quick break. 
Middlesbrough beat Coventry. You'll be pleased to hear, CJ. Yes, I am. Uh, yeah, it was Sporar's second half goal that moved Middlesbrough up into the playoff places as they secured a 1-0 win over Coventry City. There was little to separate the sides in the opening 45 as high winds swirled and clear-cut chances in front of goal were limited. As Kyle McFadzian, who saw a volley clatter off the bar for the Sky Blues, but minutes later, Sporar scored at the other end for the home side, his seventh goal of the season. Paddy McNair went close to a second for Borough, uh, who are now sixth and above Huddersfield on goal difference, but was denied when his effort hit the woodwork. So Coventry's slip down the table continues. As you as you rightly predicted, uh, they're down to ninth place on 40 points. Um, is their season over or is there going to be a late rally? Uh, no, their season's done. <laughs> done, mate. I knew Dave you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say water. that. Then why do you even ask? You knew. <laughs> it's, uh, listen, right. I predicted this a long time ago. Um, and sometimes I surprise even myself with my genius <laughs> because it's just, I mean, it was so obvious. It was there for the world to see. They were riding high on the fact that they're back in their stadium. So, you know, who cares? It's done now that they are still above where they should be. You know, they should be, you know, probably down in like 17th, 18th, thinking about, are we going to stay up this season? Uh, so you know, mid table this season, slight overachievement next season, back crash back to reality, fight for, fighting for their fighting for their lives again. Yeah, and of course, uh, Middlesbrough, Chris Wilder's had such an impact there, and they've made some it very has. good signings. Uh, but look at them; they're up into sixth, and they look they look scary. They look if I was like the likes of West Brom, who are just a, of the same amount of points, but are just above them on goal difference. Comparing the two sides now in terms of their form and the way they're playing. There's no comparison. And this is what we mean when West Brom look like they look really fragile in there. <laughs> You've got the likes of Middlesbrough coming after them. Yeah, they do. The, the likes of, of Middlesbrough, the likes of Nottingham Forest as well, yeah. who, yeah. who of course, after their early, early, well, I mean, uh, whatever was going on at the start of the season for them, yeah. um, have, have recovered. Imagine if they had Steve Cooper from the start of the season. Yeah. They'd probably be up where Blackburn are. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I'd so, agree. you know, I mean, and also this window for Nottingham Forest has been brilliant. They've they sold uh, Joao Carvalho to Olympiacos. Mm. So they've got in some money. They've kept hold of Joe Worrell. They've kept hold of Jed Spencer and they've kept hold of Brennan Johnson, who were the three who were being looked at to leave to go to join other clubs. Um and I think I think it's absolutely brilliant for them. They've got rid of some some of their dead wood, of course. Um did we sign someone from Nottingham Forest or a former Nottingham Forest player? Got Lyle Taylor on loan. Lyle Taylor on loan. You know, that's that's not going to affect their season at all. No, no. Um, we'll talk about Lyle Taylor in the blues section. Yeah. Um, and of course, they're playing today. They travel to South Wales and play Cardiff. And I say today, because by the time that we put this out, they would have already played. Yeah, yeah. It's but a time of recording. Uh we've time got, of recording, we've they have the blues game and same, then the forest. Same thing goes for the blues game, of course, which is Mm-hmm. which will be more of a preview versus Derby. Quite an exciting game, actually, yeah. despite yeah. how it looks uh, on the like on paper on the table. Mm. Uh, it's going to be a match-up. And it's going to be... Uh, thank God it's on Sky, because um, I will definitely be watching that while eating probably oh, yeah, well Domino's well. pizza. <laughs> nice. Um, yeah, so we're going to keep moving, because uh, as you can probably tell, we're, we're quite keen to discuss some of the Blues transfers. Uh, Hull City beat Swansea City 2-0. So this new manager that's coming, I was, I'd was i never heard of before, I have to confess, Shota Arveladze. 
uh, who's the new Hull City manager. His reign began with a comfortable victory over Swansea City, thanks to goals from Tom Eaves and Keane Lewis Potter. Hull took charge of the contest early on as Eaves stretched to poke home. Lewis Potter, a reported target for Brentford, who aren't they being linked with? Uh, then steered in. Well, they were linked with Brereton Diaz. They're in for everyone, mate. Brereton Diaz, Christian Pedersen, but we can talk about that as well. Um, Generics. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I know, blimey. Um, so, yeah, Lewis Potter, as I say, he then steered in from close range as the Tigers took advantage of some sorry Swansea defending. It was the perfect start for Arvaladze as Hull claimed a third straight championship win to climb to 18th. And they are sort of alongside Birmingham, both on 32 points, um, and Swansea also on 32. The, the sides that could get sucked in to a relegation battle, but they look okay. And I think, again, I don't know much about this manager, but it's certainly a good start, and Hull are in good form. Maybe they're going to build a platform and have a right go next season. Maybe. I, I, it'd be good to see. And I love that Tom... I, I've just learned that Tom Huddleston was on the bench. Oh, wow. He's still alive. He's still going, just about. Bloody hell. Um, But talking of managers, I want to talk about Russell Martin. Mm. It's Russell, isn't it? Uh, Yeah, Russell Martin at Swansea, yeah. Um, And I think we need to look past the fact that he dresses nice on the touchline and actually accept that he's a bang average manager. I expected much more from Swansea this season. Me too. Me too. I think they've, because, I mean, you think some of the, the big one being Oliver and Cham, but some of the players that they have in, Michael Obafemi is mm. a, a, a very talented young man, as we saw yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. when he came on off the bench and made life very difficult for Blues when we were quite comfortable, as often is the case. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so um, some of his movements, some of his runs. But I think, I think I'm thoroughly, thoroughly underwhelmed by Swansea this season. And I think, I think Russell Martin needs to have a hard, long look at himself in the mirror and ask himself... Yeah, am I, do, am I doing the best well, job? He didn't really pick up, pull up any trees at MK Dons. I, th- I think he did okay there, but it feels like they've they've just appointed him because they wanted to maintain this philosophy of passing and 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 uh, this total think, football. But, but but we said it after after the 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 the, the Blues came with Swansea, yeah, which yeah. was on my birthday weekend. Another one where I was rather hungover. <laughs> um, I tend to be some of our best shows are when I'm pretty hungover. Maybe yeah, yeah. I think I think you that's, should, that's your conclusion. You should just drink. Moral more. of the story: I should drink more alcohol. <laughs> um, anyway, so looking at the stats for Swansea in this game: sixty-six percent possession, six hundred and forty-one passes to Hull City's three hundred and twenty-eight. Double the amount of passes, double the amount of possession. <laughs> they had fifteen shots and five on target. They couldn't get, but they, they couldn't get near. Like n- at no point in the game. Uh, reading some of the match reports, especially because Hull started so quickly out of the block, so quick. Yeah. Um, at no point did did Hull ever think Swansea are going to do something. Yeah, yeah. Never ever. This obsession. I don't know. I know. I've ranted about it on the pod before, but I just want to quickly mention it again. They're on the same oh. amount of points as us. Yes, they've got a better goal difference, but this obsession with passing and talking about Blues being more direct and and this criticism that I've seen about about Blues' style of football, being compared to Swansea. And there was this stat about Swansea making more passes in a single game than Blues having the last four or five games. Whatever the stat was earlier in the season, it doesn't work. It doesn't work. There needs to be more uh, incisiveness, more precision, more penetration. Uh, you know, it's just... I can't get over it. You don't get points for making more passes. It's as simple as that. Yeah, it's nice to, to be able to have these little triangles, but... One, it's the kind of football they're playing isn't very effective at the moment. And two, 
it's probably really dull to watch. It's just all this knocking back and forth, sideways, sideways, sideways. Come on, bloody move the... It's like, it's the old comparison of Guardiola's Man City and Klopp's Liverpool. You know, Guardiola's sides that, you know, they like to hold onto the ball and just keep possession, pass, 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 pass. And it's, but they also have, you know, world-class players, which means they can do that and unlock defences. Um Whereas Liverpool and Klopp are a bit more, they just go for it a bit more. They're all about just getting the ball forward quickly and using quick players and, and getting in there and creating Liverpool chances. Liverpool are all about transition, right? Getting, exactly. getting the ball and catching, and catching the opposition out of shape. Yeah, yeah. Which is, which is my, personally, I think probably my favourite form of, of football because it not only is it exciting for fans because mm. uh, it leads to more goals, it tends to lead to loads of goals because... It happens all the time. But if you get it right, it's so pleasing on the eye. Yeah, exactly. Similar to, to that kind of total pass, pass, pass and move football. That's it. You can, you can play that but style. It's, but it's fun. Yeah, exactly. It's fun for the fans. It gets for, it gets you forward and it's it, it, it gets you it gets you goals. And it's... I, I always think about Johan Cruyff, right? I was never... I wasn't alive to see him play ever. But I've read his book. Mm. Um, and in, in, in it, he talked about how he would rather draw a game 4-4 than win a game 4-0. Yeah. Because for the fans, they don't want to see that. They don't want to see a team pass the ball around and slam it in the back of the net. And don't get me wrong, if you offered me Blues winning 4-0 right now, I would 100% take it. <laughs> yeah. But the premise, I understand. Because yeah. at the end of the day, I, w- I don't want to go to a football match and watch just sideways football, sideways passing this is it. Yeah. For, for 60, 70 minutes. Where, you know, because I had enough of that growing up watching Spurs. I don't need that anymore. That's how it was. Yeah. F- from the first time I went to Spurs until Poch came in, it was sideways football, mm. Tottenham. And it's kind of gone back to it. Uh, well, I, then this is why I, I just wanted to have a quick sort of rant about it because, you know, Swansea have got to sort this out. This philosophy, that it, it's. I think the foundation is there to, for them to be a very good side. But whatever Russell Martin's... Uh, whatever they brought him in for, whatever his mission was, whatever you know the directive was, surely it was to try to make them a bit more effective as well as having this possession to play possession based football. It's, it's just not happened, basically. Um, and I think they'll be very disappointed with the way their season's going. Moving on to the final result, very quickly: Luton Town nil, Blackburn Rovers nil. However, the point does move Blackburn up into second it place. Does, but it feels like two points dropped for Blackburn. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a, a game against Luton Town. Uh, but, I mean, credit to Luton. I know, obviously, Blackburn didn't have uh, Brereton Diaz, I think. Yeah, I think he's been... Uh, he's away, he's away he? with, with Chile. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's so he's... Um, him not being there, and you can, I mean, you can see an obvious downturn without him. Any team would miss a player of that stature and standing. Yeah. Um, also, they had a player called Zefuic. Yeah. Well, I mean, how do you... Number 42, Z- Zafouk. He was playing as a striker, but he's, isn't he a right-back? Is he? I didn't know that. I thought he was a right-back. Like, I don't, I don't know. I know only, only through, again, through FIFA, like, he's, his card is a right-back. Well, he is, like... is it in his, on his Wikipedia page. Dutch professional footballer who plays as a right-back. Well, I mean... Yesterday, he was playing as a striker, apparently. Versatile and that bit of versatility? I don't know. Um... What I will say is Cameron Jerome played for Luton, which is always nice. Uh, oh, that is nice. Absolute legend. Uh, oh, is that coffee? Thank you very much. Um, <laughs> but no, I thought we should uh, just quickly mention that because, of course, it just highlights how tight it is at the top. 
we know Fulham have got their little points buffer, but Blackburn are on 53 in second place. Bournemouth right behind them on 52 points in third with a game in hand. And QPR with a game in hand are on 51. It, it could all change and it. it's really... Well, this, this seems to me like it's, it's, hot, it's setting up to be one of the best promotion uh, battles mm. in, in, in recent memory. I completely agree. It's going to be a really exciting run in. 28 games played, uh, 18 left. There's going to be lots of twists and turns. Do we know what date the playoff final is going to be? Oh, it'll be May at some point, won't it, presumably? I want to book that off work so I can go and... Watch Blues. Well, yeah, go and watch Blues uh, get promoted. <laughs> uh, well, no, you should definitely look into that. No, I, I don't know when exactly what, what weekend it is. It's normally, is it normally sort of late May or something? Because there's normally a bit of a gap, isn't there? And then there's the two playoff semifinals uh, across two legs each. And then there's the final. Anyway, we can figure out our, our little uh, our diary uh, off air. Um, <laughs> we're going to take a very quick break. Maybe the 29th yeah, then, of May. 29th of May. Sunday, 29th of May. Oh, nice. Uh, we're going to take a very quick break and then we're going to be looking at Birmingham City's transfers, uh, their recent results and previewing the next couple of games. Uh, and I think there's one or two other transfers we should probably talk about as well. That's all coming up very shortly. Right. So we need to discuss all the transfers that have gone on at Birmingham. It's been a, a busy month and there's still uh, a whole day left. The, the transfer deadline down is, is, is tomorrow at the time of recording. Um, the first thing to discuss, I think we should start with, is a couple of sad things that happened, bad things that have happened, like yeah. McGree leaving permanently and no, somehow ending happen. up at Middlesbrough. How did we let that happen? It didn't happen. It didn't happen. It didn't happen. We're, we're in denial. We're pretending it has not happened. He's just taking some time out and he'll be back. He'll be back at Blues soon. <laughs> um, well, he'll be back at Blues when we get, you know, so we've got a three-year plan. So oh, yeah. promoted. Yeah, yeah. Back at Blues. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's all part Jude, of Jude Bellingham. Mm. Now we're holding his number for a return to the club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that makes that, sense. So that. within three After, years. So the three-year plan yeah. is get Jude and Riley back. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 see, I see the strategy now. Yeah. Back the, <laughs> really leaving. Back the board. We're supposed to be going to the MLS, but Middlesbrough have clearly been impressed with him. I think there were a couple of other clubs that were looking at him as well. Celtic and, were quite close to, to signing him, I seem to Celtic, yeah, that's a good one. They were very close. Um, so clearly... You know, we weren't mad. McGree is a good player because there's other good teams and good managers that are looking at him and want to get him in and have spent, I think we did borrow, was it 2.5 million in the end? To, to 2.5 million pounds. Um, he is a very, very good midfielder and will offer them a lot. And I think, as we've said in the past, he will be playing for someone in the Premier League in the next few years, I think. Um, the other bit of bad news was Sanderson being recalled by Wolves. Uh, he is now on loan at QPR. Did he even play any minutes for Wolves when they recalled him? I don't know. No, he didn't. No, he well, did make the bench. Hard. He made that. He made the bench. I forgot. Um, for um, because they they to be fair to be fair to Wolves, they needed to make up it was the, numbers because the their game wasn't going to be postponed. Mm. Um, we, we we're not going to get into the whole Premier League debacle with postponements and what have you. And that's a whole. We could do a whole hour and a half on that. We could, um, yeah, oh my, oh my, I could talk about that for hours. Um, I actually often do at the pub. <laughs> but but, but we, we brought in a very good replacement for Sanderson, though. Ted and Mendy has been really good, I think. And I think and we've not seen much of the other signings. We've seen a bit of Hernandez. We'll talk about him shortly. There's one thing that we're not going to recover from this window, though. 
Oh, you really do you really want to you want to talk about it? Should we talk yes. about it? It'll make you feel better. Is this Chucks? This is all about Chucks. Chucks and Eki yeah. has gone to Charlton. Uh Bagged on his debut, his second debut for Charlton. He did. He did. He's a good player. Three hundred thousand pounds. We signed him on a free. It's good business. Good business. Hey, that's three hundred thousand pounds. That might oh, that pay. That pay. You know, for maybe a week's of wages for some players. That'll that'll get a bit of a stand sorted. Go on. That might that that might contribute to Pucker Pystone for another season. Oh, mate! In that case, great deal. Great. Mate, deal. mate, mate. I'd make that obviously as left as well. Carolyn Boyd Munster has gone to Middlesbrough. Um, he, I don't think, I think he's only played in their under 23s so far, but another one that we might come back to regret. Yeah, I think um, we will. But let, yeah, let's talk about more positive things. Ted and Mengi coming in to replace Samson. I've been really impressed with him. He's quick, tenacious. I actually think he's, um, in terms of mopping up errors from the likes of Mark Roberts uh, next to him, I think he's got, he's slightly quicker than Sanderson, so he can get back a bit more and, and mop up. I think he's he's sliding seamlessly and is a real talent, Mengi. I think like if you're going to have a centre about pairing of Mengi and Sanderson, they complement each other really well. That that'd be really nice. One for the future, anyway. Um, very impressed with Ted and Mengi. Onel Hernandez has joined on loan from Norwich and offers us some pace, which we haven't had for ages. It makes you realise how much slower everyone else is in the team. Um, it does. Oh my god! That, yeah, that is so true. Watching yeah. him, watching him on his debut when he came on. He was so electric. I, I was like, I always thought Jeremy Bella was quick, right? Jeremy Bella's not as quick as we think. We just think he's quick because <laughs> everyone else is so slow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now yeah. Hernandez has got, he's got rockets in his boots. He's he is, he's like Usain Bolt compared to a lot of our players. And, and honestly, it's, it sounds like a mad thing to say. And it, it, again, it's a very big thing in FIFA. You need pace in your you side. Need you need pace. It makes such a difference. Um, and obviously he scored a, a, a fantastic goal against Barnsley when Duke played him in, used his pace to get past the fullback and calmly slotted it. Great start for him and he will be an important player for the next few months. And you just hope, it's going to be one of those players that we fall in love with, I think, a lone player that you fall in love with. I just hope there's some potential, some some movement um, and there's some finances there that we can try to make something happen for him in the summer. Cause I think he, he could be a really important player for us. Now said that it'll be terrible for the rest of his loan uh, with us. That's the way it goes. Probably. Sorry, mate, go ahead. I was, I was also wanted to talk about um, the, so obviously we lost Sarkic mm. uh, due to that freak injury. Yeah. Um, Etheridge, Etheridge looked okay. He seems, I think, what he'll do for now. Um, but yeah. I, I, I don't, I'm not convinced for, about him long term. I do think that he'll need replacing sooner rather than later. I worry about his kicking and his distribution. That's, and that's what it is. That, that's, that's the big one. That's the big part mm. for me. But um, I did want to talk about uh, something that I saw this morning. It looks as though Tahith Chong will be back with Birmingham before the end of next month. That's a big, big um, plus. That so, like his recovery will get to a point where it's like where he's he's ready to start on his fitness, and he's going to come back to Blues to do his fitness, and then that shouldn't take too long, mm. hopefully, and he'll be back playing, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, within the next month, month, or month hopefully, month. yeah, we can have him for those that final stretch, maybe those final sort of ten games or something. Be, you know, um, very important. I've also just seen that Watford have put up a, a mural of Troy Deeney outside their stadium. Really? He's just been yeah. named club captain at Blues, hasn't he? We should mention no. now that uh, yeah. Harley Dean has gone on loan to Sheffield Wednesday. 
our new club captain is Troy Deeney, which I quite like because obviously he's a boyhood blues fan. Uh, it's clearly very passionate. Um, yeah, that makes what I loved as well in his in his statement about it. He said that he he understands that this doesn't mean he's going to start every game. He just he he's so proud to to be the designated leader in the dressing room now. Yeah, which yeah. I presume is the role he's been taking on anyway this season with Harley Dean being obsolete really into his his move to Sheffield Wednesday and the the behavior behind uh his move to Sheffield Wednesday some of the players saying goodbye to him and that mm. made it kind of feel like there's more guy like kind of feel like he I don't think he'll be in a blue shirt again yeah. unless we get like loads of injuries again mm. and have to recall him for some reason yeah 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 yeah, I, I think his days are done uh, at Birmingham, and it's it's sad. He's been a, he's been a good servant for for the club, and and has and has scored some important goals, put in put in some important performances, um, and it's just one of those where it's, it's been a really tough time at the club in general. We've had some difficult periods. Managers that haven't quite worked out, and Dean was always quite outspoken about you know things weren't working. He's, you know, he's that kind of character. Um, so I like that. By the way, yeah, yeah, I think it, whether I agree with what he was saying or not, I like the fact that he will stand up and say, "I don't agree with this." Yeah, this needs to change, which is what makes a good leader. And I think Troy Troy is happy to do that as well. Yeah, um, but yeah, I hope that Harley Dean uh, has a good loan spell with Sheffield. I hope he finds some success. Good move, yeah. Of course, because we've got we've also got someone else on loan at Sheffield Wednesday, don't we? We've got um, that was that striker doing. Do we? Yes. Uh, Cos- is it Cosgrove? Cosgrove, yeah. Is, is he there? Sheffield Wednesday now. I haven't been paying attention to Cosgrove. I thought he was. Did he Shrew- Shrewsbury? Shrewsbury? Wednesday start the season? I think he was at Shrewsbury. I maybe Sheffield Wednesday. Maybe Sheffield Wednesday. Either way, Cosgrove's out there and we spent £2 million on him and it was a waste of money. So there's that. But we have spent some, we have spent some more money this this uh, transfer window. We've actually spent some money that is not just loan signings. Um, we signed two players only a few days ago. Uh, one of them being a permanent signing, Juninho Bakuna from Rangers. The fee was undisclosed. Um, 24 years of age. It was a three and a half year contract for him. Um, to add, yeah, to add a bit of quality to that midfield and lock some defences. Really keen to see how he he gets on. He made 12 appearances for Rangers uh, in the last six months. Um, only three of them starts. So we'll have to see how he gets on. It might be one where uh, Bowie needs to give him a little bit of time to settle. Um, we've got him, obviously, that can play in midfield. We've also got Taylor Richards on loan from Brighton that can play in that attacking midfield role. Interesting to see how uh, how these guys get on, especially with Chong uh, coming back. There's a few options there. It's going to be interesting. Uh, the other signing to mention, of course, is the loan signing of Lyle Taylor from Nottingham Forest, a 31-year-old striker. Um yeah, we, we, we needed something different up there, didn't we? We've got the likes of Dini on his way back from injury. Duke, who has been a fantastic servant at the club, but I think we're starting to see perhaps the, the twilight of his career. Um, Hogan, who has scored plenty of goals this season for us. I think, is, it, is it nine goals now or eight goals? So he's, you know, he's doing well in a side that, that doesn't create very much. Hogan's doing well. It's just finding that, that a partnership that works. And I think Taylor and Hogan could could work quite nicely. The thing, I, I worry about Lyle Taylor and the fact that he's got big shoes to fill in uh, Chucks and Eke. Well, replacing Chucks, replacing Chucks, it can't be easy. Can't so be that, easy. I mean, that, I mean, that is going to play on his mind thinking about that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it's big, big shoes to fill that. He's got a big job on. <laughs> uh, no. No, all, all jokes aside I think um, I think the window how do we rate our window so far of course there's still of course a day to go at the time of recording 
I think we've done okay, all things considered. I think. Yeah, I think you, you consider the things like Dion Sanderson leaving, losing McGree, the injury to Sarkic. I think um, at the start of the window, we were both despairing. <laughs> There's a lot of Blues fans worrying about this. We've done we have done really well, I think. To to again, we don't know how much Juninho Bakunas has cost, but I can't imagine it was more than a million, maybe one point five million. Well, he um, was thrown out at, at Rangers, wasn't he? He wasn't. Yeah, he wasn't even, he, I'm pretty sure he was. I did read a report. He was training with the under 23s. I think for most of interesting both of it. So, uh, he, he, no no doubt he's a talented player. Mm. It's probably something to do with his mentality. So hopefully Lee Bowyer and Troy Deeney can smack him into shape smack him about sort him out um but i i think it's been a good window to, to get mengin quickly when we needed to to act fast there when when yeah, we lost i think, sanderson I think there was something we were looking at regardless of sanderson personally mm. i think that was something that because of course get obviously uh getting harley dean out of the club on loan i think we would have done it if sanderson left or not but with mm. sanderson leaving it's meant that he's had to step up straight away mm. and he's done it well so far it's only early doors, but yeah, so far it's been okay. Yeah, it has, it has. Um, the other thing to mention that there are rumours that uh, Christian Pedersen may be on his way. He's only got six months left on his contract, so you know, from from the club's perspective, you wonder is it better to to cash in? He's been linked with a couple of different clubs. Uh, I, I heard Coventry get rumoured, and Coventry I punch my monitor. Interesting. <laughs> he goes to Coventry. If okay, if Pedersen goes to Coventry, I'll hate him for the rest of my days. <laughs> <laughs> I've heard all sorts. I've heard Nottingham Forest. I've heard Brentford. I've, I've even heard Burnley. Heard Burnley. Yeah, but Bur- Bur- I think Burnley would be a great move for him. Mm-hmm. If he goes Burnley, I won't blame him. Such a Burnley signing. I'd go to Burnley. Would you? I'd go to Burnley. I'm si- I'm over six foot. Sean Dodge would take me. I'm, I'm sure he would. Yeah, get him in. Um, well, I mean, have you heard who, who Burnley is signing, by the way? So you know they lost Chris Wood, right? A six foot three Chris Wood. Yeah, yeah. They're replacing him with six foot six. Vout Veghorst. Oh, Veghorst. He's an absolute beast. He's a machine. How is he going to Burnley? I'd take him to Spurs. I honestly, I would take Vout Veghorst at Spurs. God, Maxwell Court Corney with uh, Veghorst. Is mate? They're, they're building. They're building a side there. Honestly, like uh, Sean Dyche has been on the phone. He's gone. He, he's got. He's turned into Mister International out of nowhere. <laughs> he's screw being being Brexit FC. Let's let's make let's make this happen. Kylian Mbappe to Burnley. They're probably going to go down, though, aren't they? I mean, but is this the, is this finally the season that Burnley go down, bottom of the table? I thought so, but if they get Veghorst in, I don't think they will. I honestly don't think they'll go down if they get if they do manage to get Veghorst through the door. Would be quite something. Where are they? They're, I mean, they're, they're bottom of the table. I know yeah. they've got a few games in hand, mm. and they only have to win one of them, and they'll be 18th. Interesting. Interesting. Um, but well, no, I think they've eighteen games. Yeah, they, they've had they had a bunch of games postponed, didn't they? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, Spurs had a few games postponed. They still won twenty games. Mm, naughty, naughty, very naughty, naughty dicey. Yes, the the late push for 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 Champions League is on. I think do you know who I think is genuinely going down. Who? Watford, Newcastle, and Everton. Everton. Could yeah. you imagine if Everton went down? Oh my lord! That new stadium that they've got in the in the pipeline. <laughs> Amazing stuff. I want Everton to go down so badly. That would be quite. That would be I mean, quite. Well, they're in a genuine relegation battle now, and they are not in good form. Blimey! Um, this is the Championship pod, though, so we'll talk about them next season. Yes. Um, yes, indeed. 
I just wondered if there was anything else I wanted to discuss, like in terms of transfers before we uh, before well, we... Uh, well from from other teams because of course so the blue section uh, not really got too much to talk about in terms of games or anything because of course they're playing today. Well, uh, we should we should quickly mention obviously the last two games have been quite uh, significant. Po- Beating yeah, Barnsley yeah, was quite something, and then the draw against Peterborough where we were dreadful for for eighty three minutes and then came alive for the final yeah, ten to get a point. Um, yeah, um, this is another big one today, isn't it? Um, but I think we should we should mention the derby game at the end. We'll just quickly look at some one or two other transfers. I just wanted to talk first about the Andy Carroll move to West Brom because I think it's really interesting. <laughs> um, What's your definition of interesting? Thirty-three-year-old <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, ex Newcastle, Liverpool, and West Ham, um, and Reading. Yeah, of course, of course. It's. So this is why I, I feel a bit bad for Albion in a sense because they obviously signed Daryl Dyke this um, this window from the MLS uh, and he suffered a hamstring injury, um, so he's out <laughs> for eight weeks. They signed him and then he's injured. Um, so then they, they signed him for quite quite a big fee. Yeah, I can't remember how much it was, but it, it was quite a big. It was quite I, a big I, one. I think was it the the MLS record fee received was it? for a player? I, I, like I read that somewhere. Blimey. I think there's not many players leave the MLS, do they, anymore? No, it's true, it's true, it's true. Um, I can't see how much he cost, but yeah, 21-year-old striker, but he's he's injured, so they brought in 33-year-old um, Andy Carroll. Um, do you think that's the, that's the solution? He's a, he's a big, very direct, you have to play very direct football for Andy Carroll. Um, is, that, is this the solution to West Brom's problems? I don't know if it is. <laughs> just... just... It's a big, big name. Um, clearly, Reading was struggling, but Andy Carroll was scoring some goals for them, had two very good goals disallowed um, in what might have been his last appearance for them, actually, or at least it was quite recent. It was, yeah, it must have been. Yeah. Um, Donny van der Beek has just joined Everton. Just has he? Everton? It's just been, it's, it's, it's been uh, confirmed by David Ornstein. I work with a guy who's a Palace fan who's desperate for Palace to get him. Um, I mean, I'd go to Palace over Everton. Yeah, man. As, like from Donny's point of view, Definitely. at least we're finally going to see Donny van der Beek play in the Premier League. And yeah. there's no way he'll be on the bench with a relegation battle, Everton. <laughs> Surely not. I do. Well, what? Deco- I mean, to be fair, right? A midfield of Decoure, Alan, and Donny van der Beek, that should be like pushing for Europa League midfield. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think that the side in general they've got is, is way too good to get relegated, but there's just something. Going I, hope, on. I hope they get relegated. I hope they get relegated so much. <laughs> um, I don't even have anything against them as a team. It's just the fact that they are too good to be relegated. Yeah, there's this. There's almost like an arrogance about it, isn't there? This also, I'd love, I'd love us to have to talk about Everton week in, week out on this pod. Hmm. I mean, imagine that we go, we go from talking about Port Peterborough and Preston North End to Everton in the same segment. Inconceivable to, to think, isn't it? Everton in the Wait. championship. Well, wow. hope it happens. Make it happen. Well, the oh. other thing that's worth noting is the Swansea City have rejected two bids from QPR for Jamie Patterson. Um, really? Jamie Patterson is unhappy with his contract situation at Swansea. He is a very talented uh, attacking midfielder, 30 years of age. Um, seven, they well, it says here in this article, Swansea are likely to want at least seven thousand, uh, seven hundred and fifty thousand pounds. Sorry for him. I think that's a bloody bargain. Just get it's him a in. bargain. Thirty years old. He's still got at least two, three years of. Uh, he's, he is very great. I, I like Jamie Patterson. He's very good at Bristol. I, I rate him. I think he's a really good little player. Um, 
yeah, that's an interesting one to keep an eye on because people, people are already going <laughs> cracking. Crack, keep it already going well, and to, to add a bit more quality to their ranks, it's it's in the same way that Middlesbrough have. It's yeah, it's interesting, isn't I it? I think Blues. You want Blues to try and John Swift, mate. Get John Swift in. If Fred uh, go down, get John Swift through the door. Get Swifty in. Um, so what we should do is change the system so we've got Swift and Jamie Patterson behind. I don't know someone like Deeney or someone like that. That'd be lovely. That would be oh, lovely. Goals. All would be forgiven from the owners for the past five years if you made that happen. <laughs> Make it happen. Make it um, happen. Make it happen now. <laughs> um, and the other thing, I think, just before we do our, our preview of the Derby game, I wanted to talk about the Hull City owner coming in. Akun Alikali wants Premier League return, which, I mean, all these new owners come in and they all say this. Of course they do. It's exactly what our new owners came in in 2016 when they came in, sacked Rowett and brought in Gianfranco Zola. And that went well. That went well. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the, the Turkish owner has come in, installed a new manager, Shota Arveladze, as we say, has got his first win. Um, well, they looked OK, didn't they? They've got, they're, away, they're way off some of those other sides. I think there might be another three-year plan, shall we say. Well, in, a, in, a few, in, a few, uh, in a few weeks, I'm going to be in Hull. Mm. So if I get the chance to go to the KCON, best believe I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, man, definitely. I'm going to be all over the north of England. In fact, recording might be a bit tricky during that time. We'll have to figure something out, won't we? But I thought it was, it was just worth mentioning that one because it's, we, we've heard it all before and it's just interesting. You know, these owners come in and they want to get their club uh, up to the Premier League where all the money is, but it's a bloody where rocky road. Where's what? Where's Peterborough, like logistically, like in, in, in England? Oh God! Uh, the up north. I know it's. I know it's a decent way from us. Uh, it's. I think it, it's. Isn't it sort of? Is it north? North of? It's like northwest of of London, but like quite a, quite a way. I think it's probably up towards. Um, oh yes, I know. Okay, yeah, I know where it is. Well, where is it then? Tell uh, me. It's it's not far from Cambridge. North of Cambridge. Oh, right. Okay. North so of north Cambridge. of Bedford. Oh, Bedford. Where's Bedford? <laughs> oh, man. Well, I think um, I think we should just quickly preview the Derby game because we're getting really yeah, busy now. Uh, and you're testing my geography. My geography is terrible. Uh, <laughs> I got geography in school. Did you? Hey, that's, that's a good game, mate. Um, that was my best grade. Uh, big game for both Derby County and Birmingham. Derby on 14 points. Um in 23rd place but they're in really good form we know they've had the 21 points deducted but that hasn't seemed to have deterred them at all Rooney doing a great job there Birmingham traveling uh to Derby's place Birmingham uh in 19th on 32 um it's a really difficult one to call what do we think what do we think I, I mean so I'm looking at, at some of the odds here yeah so the win probability bar that I've got here on Google uh, has given Derby a 39% chance of winning. Wow. Uh, given a 33% chance of a draw and has given Birmingham a 28% chance of winning. Okay. Um, so that's because Birmingham are away. So basically they're saying it's it's even, even yeah. odds on, on who could win this. Yeah. Right, the way it could go. I wouldn't be at all shocked if it was a, a one all or a nil-nil draw. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but as always, I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna to be confident. I'm going to say Birmingham. I think we'll win. I do think mm-hmm. we'll win. Um, I think we'll win two one. It's a, it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? Because Derby clearly are showing lots of fight. Um, you know they've got two wins in the last five and a draw also in there. 
Um, the issue I've got is I want Derby to stay up quite badly. Yeah. I kind of want them to win, yeah. but I don't want them to win at our expense. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I'd be happy with a draw. I'll be happy with a draw. Yeah, I think um, we, from our perspective, clearly we got in a very important win over Barnsley. Um, we were rubbish against Peterborough for most of the game. We were lucky to come away with a draw. I think there needs to be a response from the after the Peterborough performance. I think we need to go to Derby and and, and show a bit of something today, show a bit of character, and take the game to them a bit. Um, I'm going to do something mad and predict that Birmingham are going to win the game. Whoa! Um, you never do that. <laughs> you literally never do that. I expect it to be a tight, stodgy, horrible game. Or uh, basically, is what you're saying. But we, yeah, but we'll we'll edge it. I reckon one nil to Blues. It'll be a scrappy goal or something. Um, yeah, and I think I think we'll win. And I think um, have we got have we got time? What's your so let, let's do a predicted a predicted lineup for Blues. Sit and then and then we'll see in literally two hours mm. how stupid we are. So <laughs> Etheridge is obviously going to be in goal, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Collan right back. Yeah, yeah. Uh, back. Uh, let's presume we're probably going for a back three, aren't we? As we, it, I, I know. I think we we played. I think we played a four two three one against um, Peterborough. I think anyway, um, but it didn't really work. Yeah, no. I'm just. I'm just trying to. I'm just looking at what we could do with the side. I. I think Everidge in goal definitely. Colin, Mengi, Roberts, and Pedersen will all feature potentially. Yeah. Um, Potentially, you could have Bella maybe out on the left. We know he's played the left wing role yeah, uh, for that. I think you could, that that could happen. Um, Will I, we see debuts for Bakunya? I thought Kayla maybe be a little bit too early. I think they might be on the bench and will maybe get some minutes um, towards the end of the game. Um, but I think it will be Sunich and Woods in the middle. Um, Is Gary Gardner still suspended? I don't. I don't think he is suspended. Is he? I think he's available. Is he still suspended or is he? Available? I think he's available. He came on as a sub. Did he play? Did he play against Peterborough? Did he come on. He came on against Peterborough. I wouldn't be surprised to see him start. Yeah, if oh, we're going with Ryan Woods. I think. I think Sunich and that, yeah, maybe Sunich and Guard. I could see that. Um, I think. Yeah, I think. Or, or you could have those three in the middle. It depends on how we're going to line. It's it's difficult when they, it's, it's a tough one. It's yeah. difficult when they, we're messing around with like five at the back a lot and stuff. But I. I think definitely Etheridge, Conan, Mengi, Roberts, Pedersen. Um, I think that those four, uh, those five are definitely going to start. Hogan and Duke up top. I could, I could see again. I don't think we'll, we'll, we'll upset that sort of rhythm or the partnership there. Um, especially when Hogan's finding a bit of goal scoring form again. Jordan James looked a bit tired. Still was very good against Peterborough. One of our better players in, in what was overall a poor performance. But I think he looked a bit tired and a bit leggy. So I think maybe Jordan James will be dropped to the bench. Um, so it, it could open the way, it could pave the way for Sunyich, Woods and Gardner to all three sort of being in midfield. Um, and I could see sort of Hernandez being involved out on the left still. I think Hernandez will play. So it, it's a difficult one. I, I think I'm just naming players now. But um, yeah. I think Etheridge, Colin, Mengi, Roberts, Pedersen, um, and maybe it's difficult because you can't really play Bella and Hernandez down the left in in a sense. It's, you it's can't. A different... I mean, you could maybe put Hernandez on the right. Yeah, you do that from time to time at, at, at Norwich. Mm. It's just they're 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 two players that 
if you had them on the same side, say you had Bella at, at, at kind of left wing back, I mean, that's where all of our danger would come. So yeah. if you had a well, if, if, if the other team had a well-drilled right-hand side, mm. you mark us out the game. Can't yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. It's, it's a difficult one. We've, we've sort of got, the, I sort of feel like to accommodate the likes of Hernandez, um, the, the wing-back system doesn't quite, it's, it's a tricky one. It doesn't quite work with wing-backs. It's, it's, a, it's a tricky one in Bowie's mind. It would be interesting to see what, how we line up today and how we line up over the coming weeks, really, because some of these signings and, of course, some of these attacking midfielders that we've got now, uh, Janino Bakuna, um, Taylor Richards, and um, who's the other one? Well, a Trong, of course, to come back. Trong, yeah. So it, it, there's, there's a few different things that we could do. I, I'm sort of ten, I quite like the idea of us trying to stick to a four-two-three-one and trying to and trying to make it work. It, it was bad against Peterborough. It was um, so it might well be abandoned today. But I'd be I'd be half tempted to say that we'll stick to that today um, with Etheridge, Collan, Mengi, Roberts, Pedersen, Sunich, Woods, uh, Duke sort of sort of stuck out on the right, but not really. James, uh, it won't be James in there. Gary Gardner would probably start in in that in the hole with Hernandez out on the left and then Duke. Yeah. And it just, it, you sort of sticking Duke out on the right, but it's basically, it's almost like a four, two, 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 really, I suppose. Also, we're going Ralph Fragnick at Manchester United. Mate, it's, well, it's we are kind of baby United, aren't we? With the, uh, Oh, that's true. That's uh, true. Maybe that's been part of the deal. Ralph Ragnick is actually, uh, he's actually our manager as well. He just tells <laughs> me about you exactly what to do. That's what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think I've got to go because I've got other things to get on with. But uh, it was really good to catch up, Joe. Um, really good to chat football. Hopefully the game kicking off in an hour and a half. We can sit and enjoy it on Sky. It won't be too stressful. Um, <laughs> thank you for joining me. And uh, yeah, as always, um, remember to follow us on social media, guys, at Royal Blue Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can also email us with any of your football opinions. That's the dog barking. Uh, football opinions at royalbluepodcast at gmail.com. And with that, I'm going to say keep right up. Keep right on.